previously on Smart Mobility Today, stories included news about EVs, AI, and horse health, a mobile power grid, and cars that remember where they've been. This week's show includes news about an AV traffic jam, robots working in nursing homes, something called Maritime 4.0, tech-driven law enforcement headaches, plus a new plant that pulls CO2 right out of the air. You've got something to say, and we can help you say it. Detroit Media Productions is here for your audio, photography, and video needs. DetroitMediaProductions.com Hi, this is Cindy Polakowski. In what I am sure is a PR headache for General Motors, at least seven cruise AVs clustered together in the middle of a San Francisco intersection, blocking traffic across several lanes. While industry representatives have long described AVs as better drivers than us humans, that was not the case this week. According to GM, a number of self-driving test vehicles clustered together, but the issue was resolved with no injury to humans. Inconvenience to humans might be a different story as seen in social media posts showing a group of cruise AVs in the middle and around an intersection near San Francisco's Civic Center neighborhood, blocking traffic. Level 5 AVs will represent a less expensive and more efficient option for shipping businesses, as they won't have to hire long-haul truck drivers. This benefit also applies to smugglers who will potentially have an easier time moving black market cargo, like drugs, weapons, and humans. The change means a big increase in vehicles overall, and a bigger challenge for law enforcement, which currently struggles to keep up with the number of commercial vehicles on the road today. For people engaged in smuggling activity, access to AVs greatly reduces the risk of dealing with a human driver. And because the technology is still new, it is unclear how law enforcement would determine who is responsible for vehicles that are apprehended moving illegal cargo. And while we are on the topic of law enforcement, Spanish police have intercepted the work of a gang building semi-submersible drones that would have been able to ferry up to 200 kilograms of drugs across the Strait of Gibraltar. Eight people were arrested. Police said this was the first time they had come across underwater drones being developed to smuggle drugs. Three unmanned underwater vehicles were recovered in the operation. Also recovered were large amounts of hashish and marijuana, plus six large aerial drones capable of covering a distance of 30 kilometers. The 14-month investigation uncovered activity involving individuals and organizations in Italy, France, Denmark, and Spain. Historically, drones fly only where an operator can see them, and it has been illegal to let them fly out of sight. However, recent important uses for drones, like inspecting high-voltage power lines or tracking endangered species, have pushed authorities to relax rules that were originally written due to increased sales of off-the-shelf drones for consumers. Businesses need more flexibility, which is why some power companies and entities like Amazon have been pushing for and getting special permission to fly beyond the line of sight. Now that the FAA has approved over 200 waivers, the time for a change in the U.S. law is at hand. We build smart brands. Take a look at lightningstrikemedia.com. A new facility is being built, and once complete, it will be able to suck CO2 right out of the air. Swiss startup Climeworks AG is building its second direct air capture plant. 
This one in Iceland is planned to be operational in about two years. The plant is expected to remove 10 times the CO2 removed by the company's first such plant. Even with that improvement, the amount of CO2 removed in a year, 36,000 tons, is just a small fraction of CO2 emissions. The plant will contain 80 large blocks of fans and filters that suck in air, extract the CO2, mix it with water, and inject it underground, where a chemical reaction turns it to rock. The process runs on geothermal energy. Last month, the CEOs of GM, Ford, Chrysler, and Toyota urged Congress to lift the cap on numbers of EVs a manufacturer sells before phasing out tax credits. A previous Biden administration proposal would have extended the credit to EVs built by organized labor, but the automakers opposed it because they have non-union labor. Other opponents of the credit say it rewards the wealthy and oversteps the bounds of what government should influence. So this month, Toyota sold its 200,000th plug-in electric car, and along with Tesla and GM, has initiated the phase-out of the $7,500 tax incentive. The winding down of the federal tax credit starts two quarters after an automaker sells 200,000 plug-in vehicles, and the value of the tax credit is halved every six months until it hits zero. So apparently, the clock is ticking for those who want to buy an EV and get a tax credit. So if you think the purchase will help the environment or will save you money on energy consumption, you might wonder how else you would save money. Like, which EVs are the best deals? A recent article from WPTV offers five vehicles that cost somewhere in the range of twenty-eight dollars to $40,000. They are Nissan Leaf, Chevy Bolt, Mazda MX-30, Mini SE Hardtop, and Kia Nero. We will be right back. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I can give it a go. Presenting. I did. Michigan leads in technology-driven innovation. See how at mytechnews.com. Mitechnews.com. Industry 4.0 has changed the way we manufacture products, machines, and equipment. While there is great potential in military and commercial shipbuilding, the size and scale of what's involved adds up to some pretty complex product manufacturing. In Australia, the term Maritime 4.0 describes a version of Industry 4.0 focused on transforming the shipbuilding industry through the establishment of digital shipyards. Data shows that the digital shipbuilding sector is set to grow quickly over the next few years, from $591 million in 2019 to $2.7 billion by 2027, a 21% annual growth rate. Remember Pepper the Robot? During the pandemic, University of Minnesota Duluth researches accelerated program to use robots like Pepper in nursing homes and other care facilities. The isolation caused by the pandemic drove the urgency, along with the fact that robots cannot get or spread COVID. Pepper is one of two robots at an area nursing home. The other is a two-foot-high robot called Neo, designed to lead residents in group exercises and dance routines. The introduction of the robotic aids comes at a time of an increasing resident population with more complex cases of dementia, all in the face of reduction in human staff and expertise. 
Pepper is able to independently roam the nursing home and approach residents to see if they have health questions or just need some company. Facial recognition software lets the robot address residents by name and even detect their moods. Residents wear wristbands that send biometric data to the robot. The data can detect when residents are eating or sleeping poorly, laboring to breathe, or feeling sad. Finally, another story about robots, this time focused on how they are training for upcoming trips to the moon. LRU-1 and LRU-2 are robots designed by German engineers. The robots spent the last week of June demonstrating their ability to move around and navigate the challenging lunar-like landscape of Italy's Mount Etna with minimal human guidance. The robots were able to analyze soil with cameras and a robotic arm and hand capable of grasping rocks and providing tactile feedback to human scientists working remotely. The robot team also includes a rover capable of determining the chemical composition of the collected samples using a spectroscope that shines a laser beam onto the surface and detects how the surface scatters the light back. At the same time, a drone guides the robots by flying ahead and mapping the surrounding terrain. Read these stories and more at globalautomobility.com and subscribe to Smart Mobility today on your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to receive our weekly newsletter and follow us on social media at Smart Mobility Today. Produced by Detroit Media Productions, this is Smart Mobility Today.